Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello and welcome to I'd Sooner Forget This, a podcast where guests share with you something from their past, like when for an A-level sociology project in 2007, I wrote a report about my own texts. Um, Here is the intro. I believe I do have an idiolect in my style of texting. I often try to put as much information into as few words as possible in texting, normally to save time and credit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm Daryl Smith, and with me today is writer, comedian, and filmmaker Ellen Waddell. Hello! Hi, Ellen. What have you brought with you today? Uh, so I brought with me some cartoons and drawings I did when I was 19 at university, and I thought I was going to grow up to be a famous cartoonist, a uh, comedy cartoonist, and I put them on a MySpace. Uh, it was myspace.com slash cartoon lady. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> so bad. So let's look at the first comic from Cartoon Lady. Yeah. Okay. So at the time I was reading a lot of, um, Yoen Vasquez, who wrote like comics, uh, he wrote Invader Zim, which was a cartoon. My favorite cartoon yeah, of yeah, all yeah. time. Yeah. He's brilliant. He did a um, series called like Squee as well. Yeah. He was just really, really funny. He's really dark humor. Um, and I think I thought, I, like I read it and I was basically like, yeah, this is what I want to do. I wanna, like make weird cartoons. Uh, so the first one I did, it's like one page. It's drawn very, very, it's like scratchy pen. I think I probably drew it in pencil and then went over it. So there's a teacher and he's looking at his class and he says, today class, we're doing self-portraits. And the class are all looking at him. They're not saying anything. And the next panel, I went, he's like, that's it. Grab a mirror, stare at yourself and draw. Now draw your soul the very core of your soul (laughs) so bad uh and then uh he says i think it's a him i'm not too sure uh okay let's see the very core of your soul the the very essence of your being the nature of your subconsciousness tracy you go first and then tracy holds up a picture uh silently and there's a drawing of a monkey on it and underneath it says a bald monkey who eats babies there's some reactions between the teacher and tracy you know he looks shocked she looks happy with herself. Uh, and then he says, um, and he's sweating and she's sort of grinning. 
and he just then there's just a final panel of him going uh no 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 and another person in the class says i drew a bald monkey too i i don't know <laughs> what it is other than really weird um so i uh i was a very strange person at university i spent lots on my own I think this is very uh, symptomatic of that. (laughs) Oh, dear. Yeah. So were you studying um, anything to do with art? Uh, I actually wanted to be um, an artist when I was younger. I did an art foundation course. But then I realised that it was like a really, really stupid thing to go into. There wasn't any money in it. So I did a journalism degree instead. Yeah, good idea. Um, So I did like a whole year doing art. And I wasn't too sure what I wanted to specialise in. Uh, But... I think during that year during art, I basically fell out of love with it because it sort of felt like, you know how like you see really, really bad abstract art or you you don't know if it's bad or anything, but you do have those kind of like, is this art moments? And then when you know the people who drew it and you know why they drew it and you know there's nothing behind it, it sort of ruins the veneer of it a little bit. So there's a lot of people in my art foundation course who were very... Uh, who were like who were fun but massive stoners uh the teacher was like hey abstract art's great it's great you should do more abstract art and they absolutely love their stuff and i was like but i know that guy i know that guy did it there's like nothing behind it there's like a really shallow piece of work and they're like oh it's so deep it's amazing and i was like no this is bullshit fuck art daily mail was right guys (laughs) um yeah so i just kind of i don't know i just yeah i was like uh i don't think i'm good enough either and you can't explain anything you've done in art as well. Like you have to just do something and hope people can interpret it on their own. I thought, ah. So I decided to do writing instead. And this is a combination of both those skills. <laughs> so this was after you had realised that yeah. you kind of didn't want to do art, and, art. Yeah, I wanted to do writing. But I was really bad at journalism as well. So uh, I think this was just like... Uh, at university, I, I remember making this in my room. In, in second year of university, just drawing it, being like, well, I'm not going to be a journalist. I'm not going to be an artist. Maybe this could be a career for me. I don't know. Yeah. Did you, you wanted to try and make this into your job? Yeah. Well, I think I, what I thought would happen was uh, I put on my space. Someone would see it and be like, wow, she's so talented. I'm going to give her loads of money and she can write comics. I think I didn't really realize how anything in the industry worked at all. Um, So I think like, you know, when you're younger and you're kind of just like, oh yeah, like I'm going to get plucked from obscurity. And I guess I thought eventually something they got to notice me with my talent. Someone's got to see it. If I get enough likes on MySpace. (laughs) Do they have likes on MySpace? Um, What do they have? I'm trying to remember. I think you'd get friends. I don't think they were called followers. Yeah, that's it. You'd sort of have... I don't know. Yeah, people could. I know people could comment on pictures, and I think maybe I thought like the right person would see it. I don't know, and then I'd be famous. It didn't work out. Did you draw a lot of comics? Uh, yeah, I did. I did do a lot of drawing though. I did like, but not stuff that was particularly funny. I just, I, I really did enjoy drawing. Uh, I just used to draw my hand a lot because it was in front of me and um. Like people used to draw people a lot and stuff and cartoons and things. I found it really relaxing. Like drawing is a really relaxing thing to do. So I think uh, that was the main motivation for it as well. It was like just a really nice thing to do and sort of like a de-stressor. Because at university, like what your your main hobbies is drinking (laughs) and having regrettable sex. So I was like, I need a third hobby. So I think drawing was definitely that. And did you ever like draw with anyone else? 
Um, no, I did. Oh, I did draw a tattoo on someone once. Like they wanted to see what a ta- I did it with eyeliner. They wanted to see what a tattoo would look like, and they wanted like a, a Phil Collins cover art thing on their leg. It was like an angel smashing something, or like a little cupid smashing something. And they wanted to see what that would look like on their leg. So I drew that and then took a photo. And then they got it tattooed on their leg. So. Wow. Yeah, I felt quite pleased with that. And I've drawn a tattoo. I did a drawing before and I've taken it into a tattoo shop and had it put on my back as well. So I've got a drawing I've done on my back, uh, which is quite arrogant. You're not good enough tattoo person. Draw this. (laughs) Um, So I guess maybe I've expressed myself artistically somewhere along the line. I think that's it. Yeah. At the time, how did you feel about this drawing? I thought it was amazing and I was hilarious. <laughs> I remember, I remember, um, like, because I put them all up and I remember someone, um, I used to be in a band and one of my bandmates was like, oh, they're really funny. They're really good. And I was like, thank you. And then another guy I knew was like, yeah, I don't get them. And I remember being like, what don't you get about them? And being really angry at him that he didn't. I was like, it's fine. He just doesn't get my humor. Uh, so it was, I was getting mixed messages. It was very confusing. I think I thought it was it was really funny, but it might not have been. And also, as well, being a bit of um, a comic book nerd at like nineteen, and being I was quite uh, I was quite chubby at the time as well. I was quite I was quite gothy, like really like dye black hair, loads of piercing, stuff like that. It's really difficult to meet people who are like minded, even if you're at university. So I think for me, it was almost like it was probably not like a cry for help, but it was probably that thing where you go, "Oh, I hope someone sees this," and they laugh at it, and then I like meet people who like comic books as well and that kind of thing because it's it's quite difficult i think if you're at university like you, there's lots of sororities you can join and stuff like that but if you're into very particular weird things it's difficult to meet as many people who like those very specific weird things so i think like drawing cartoons weird cartoons for me was just like an expression of who i am but maybe also picking them in my space was like oh maybe i'll meet someone maybe a boy i don't know <laughs> and did you meet anyone no <laughs> no i had i did have a lot of friends um I had loads of friends it was so popular no i did have universities big like i did have friends but i didn't i don't think i had anyone who liked invader zim or and i was like really into star trek as well and and you know that kind of stuff it's like the older you get now that's that's cool it's okay to like that stuff because like it's been co-opted by like movie franchises and things like that um and people are realizing how much money they can make out of it did you upload a load of this all in one go um i can't remember probably probably over it could have been over a series a couple of weeks (laughs) the response was so great i just had to um you didn't like set yourself up like a schedule no i think i remember sticking them on my wall afterwards but i think because i i don't know like you you know as well when you kind of if something doesn't happen straight away and like you put like minimal effort into doing something achieving your dream and when you're younger you're you're kind of like well i'm not famous and no one's given me a cartoon book deal so a comic book deal uh so i guess i'm just gonna stop forever so i think that's what happened i think i peaked (laughs) (laughs) um so let's let's have a look look at another one okay so this one it doesn't make any sense at all and i don't know what it is but it's basically a guy and he's kneeling down and he's talking to some kind of cat and uh, he's got some machine guns and there's an arrow pointing to his machine guns, which says big fuck off machine guns. And he's giving a key to this cat and he's saying the world is now safe from evil mutated badger lesbians for another day. Thanks to you, Mr. Fluffykins. Have a key to the universe. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and the cat, Mr. Fluffykins, 
he's holding like a stick but there's an arrow pointing to it which says magical badger luring flute and then there's a guy with no legs lying down near him who's saying badgers ate my kneecaps in a pool of blood (laughs) (laughs) it just doesn't make any sense at all but I, i i actually have a lot of love for it because it's just it's it's just weird sense of humor which I don't know, which like doesn't, it kind of tracks, like the story's there, there's a story in it, you can follow it, there's obviously this cat, Mr. Fluffykins, he saved the universe from evil mutated badger lesbian, sure, and now he's been given a key to the city. I don't know where that would have come from, like, why? (laughs) Yeah, I mean... So I really love like things like Invader Zim, yeah. where there is that kind of surrealness where, you know, a hot dog will suddenly appear for no reason. Yeah. And you can kind of see that influence. Things just have sudden jumps in logic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of left field. And also I think a lot of, I was reading um, like Jamie Smart, uh, his cartoonist who wrote um, this comic book called Bear, which is brilliant. It has all this, and I think in, like um, Joan Vasquez does it as well. It's just like weird stuff in the background. So I was trying to do that, I think, as much as possible. Hence this guy lying on the floor going, badges at my kneecaps. It's just that weird thing where you have like right in the corner, someone saying something or just like breaking the fourth wall in some weird way, which I absolutely loved, which I couldn't do. Um, and I think a lot of it was trying to emulate that stuff. But it's basically just trying to copy what someone else is doing because you know you like you, you relate to something so much you just like and I don't know I think you're quite I was quite obsessive when I was younger as well so I think it's a lot to do with that as well just like you know when you like something and it's like you love it and I think I just went through different phases where I was like well this is all I think about and do now and then I go through another like weird geeky phase where I'm like well now I'm just I'm just gonna only watch this tv series or that kind of thing so I think I was just like oh I just I just love like um everything Joe Vasquez does now and I'm just gonna like google him and look up everything and buy everything he's ever done and I think it's the same with Jamie Smart as well and there was oh what else was there it was like Gloom Cookie was another one I can't remember who wrote that there was just a series of quite like gothy weird sort of comic books around at the time and I think I just got really obsessive about them and then I probably would find something new to be obsessive about and just sort of like look it up and then you know try and learn everything about it and something and it was always just like weird like nerdy stuff and did you kind of dump the thing before it um no I just wouldn't be like such an expert on it I think so I would like I, I still read um comic books now but I don't try and draw them <laughs> <laughs> um and as well I think it's that thing is it when you're younger and you're like I think I'm funny I don't know how can I express that which I guess is why I do like stand up and stuff now is just you never think oh I guess I could do stand-up comedy because I would never would have thought that at the time because that would just be such an awful terrifying idea so I think for me this was just like how can I try and express my humor without anyone seeing me or how what's the safest way to express it which isn't true actually because this is not a safe way to express it and it it, luckily people were less trolly then because I imagine if I did it now or even like the internet of now and I was still 18 it'd probably be really hard to like put stuff out there without people kind of giving you like more of a negative response. Do you think you would have been more apprehensive to put it up? Yeah, because if people were like, this is rubbish, and I didn't know them, I'd be like, oh no, and it would break me. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you do like, if, if anyone, uh, it's like anonymous comments on the internet. They, they still, I haven't had that many. I don't know what, why I would, but I remember um, once we did a music video, the band I used to be in, 
And uh, someone wrote like, and I remember it's like a horrible thing where you remember all the insults. And someone wrote like, the uh, the girls in the band are hot, but the bassist is not. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, like re- remembered it for ages afterwards. Which well, is just still now, that was pretty yeah. quick for you to remember. I just store that. them. It's terrible. You just store all the, the negative stuff. Whereas like all the compliment stuff, you just kind of, you try and hold on to them, but it's hard, I think. Because your brain's just like, remember when that person on the internet eight years ago told you you weren't attractive? Oh, no. <laughs> it's as if your brain wants to sometimes just attack you. Yeah, it's just like, I'm going to just self-sabotage myself now. Yeah, it's, I think it's difficult. I think some people are really good at just like not thinking about either. But then I think if you do anything comedy-wise, it is a little bit like you can't accept validation in a normal way, perhaps. <laughs> So I think that's like part of it as well. I think I think it's also pretty much anything artistic, you know, comedy, yeah. drawings, music. People are going to feel differently to it to what you do. Yeah, yeah. And also for whatever reasons feel like they're entitled to an opinion yeah, and yeah. an opinion which you need to know about. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. That is that is true. I'm like it's always funny is it when people kind of come up to you um and I don't know if you've ever had this and sort of say like yeah, I didn't enjoy that. I made a short film which um, was had like some quite explicit, not like explicit as in sexy explicit, but like some gross bits in it. Um, just, yeah, some really, really gross bits. It was like a woman in a bathroom and she'd... Um, anyway, so it's just some gross bits. I'm not going to describe them. Uh, it's online though. You can watch it and see for yourself. Uh, so some people like watch it and laugh and some people like, oh no. Uh, and it was about like a female stand-up comedian. Um, and a woman came up to you afterwards and she was like, that was very close to the bone. Did you? Why did you do it like that? Was that on purpose? And I was just like, I did it to annoy you. Like, I don't know, it was a really weird... And it, I think it's fine if people don't like stuff you've done and they tell you. Sometimes it's quite funny because you're like, well, I guess you're not my audience. Yeah. But I also, I've enjoyed, not enjoyed a bunch of stuff, but I wouldn't go up to someone and tell them. <laughs> I tend to just go, yeah. Especially in like Britain, people would eat a terrible meal. Yeah and pay for it yeah yeah yeah. Uh, and not tell them yeah like in something where you know you if you complain to a chef and said i don't like this could have a new one then yeah. they'll they'll bring it back out whereas like with any like, uh, <laughs> more artistic stuff you can't, you can't i can't reverse time yeah <laughs> what can i do <laughs> but it's that weird yeah it's that weird british thing isn't it where like maybe it's better to be honest i don't know maybe it's, it's that difference that we go this is helping me i can learn from this i can improve like maybe with the chef thing or maybe if you say something and someone's like oh that's like offensive to me but then some stuff as well where you're like this is just not for you and that's fine like at least i'm having a re- like because if you're getting a any kind of reaction from people it means you're not three star which is good i yeah. think but uh yeah it's that weird thing like i bought a cookie the other day and i was really i was really excited about this cookie um because i i'm quite careful about like what i eat so when i'm gonna have like a treat i'm like oh my god oh my god what am i gonna have oh and then i get really stressed because i'm like i don't know which cookie to have or anything so i went to this vegan cafe near me and i was like right what do you recommend the cookie or the brownie and the guy was like yeah the cookie and i was like brilliant bought it £1.50 walked outside had a bite and I was like this is disgusting (laughs) this is the most disgusting thing I've ever it was horrible and it's that thing where part of you wants to go inside and go you recommended this to me and I'm very sad about it unnecessarily sad about this but I didn't I just like walked off and then I threw in the bin (laughs) but I wish part of me had gone back in and gone like um this is gross like this is actually a gross thing you've made why are you selling this? Uh, but I did. I just walked off the yeah, air, threw it away. It was sad. 
I don't know. Is that better? Should I have said something? Daryl, what should I have done? Oh, it's tough now, <laughs> isn't it? Because especially, I, I feel like we're in a rabbit hole where we want mm. to, like, because we're saying like, don't say the bad things. But yeah, also, yeah. maybe it would help yeah. if you did. Like say, going back to this, if you pop that onto Twitter and someone said, this is shit. <laughs> this is the worst thing. Yeah. It'd be like, oh, it, it is. Oh, it is. <laughs> maybe I should stop. Yeah. But but then again, it could just be that it's being shown to the wrong audience, mm. you know. Because say, like, I don't look at that and think it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. I look at it, I, I enjoy it, and uh, I can see how it could be improved. But that's yeah. <laughs> but but what I mean is that in the way that if you pursued it, yeah, 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 you would have got better at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like you know, I mean, even the best stand-ups were terrible when they first started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's still something good. A nugget. Yeah, but so, there are sometimes when you see something and they'd be like, "Oh no, you should just." Yeah, stop. you should just. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe it's maybe. I think the thing is, say I put this on Twitter and I was like, oh, "I'm so excited," blah blah blah. Put it online, and then uh, someone's like, "This is the worst thing in the world. Like, this is awful," and you're a ugly bitch or something trolls right uh, you just click on their bio and you'd be like well that's not my audience the worst thing that could happen is if you put it on twitter and i was like oh my god okay like it was influenced by and then like added some of the cartoonists and stuff and they they one of them replied was like this is awful that would be the worst thing that could happen i don't know why i've created that in my head you would think that their opinions way more credible yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but that, i wouldn't ever do that i think if i do anything like, or if I enjoy something, I don't tend to like at famous people. I will occasionally, and then they'll like it, and you'll be like, oh, oh my God, going to tell everyone about that. Um, but most of the time, I avoid it because it's weird. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. So how, how do you feel about that one? I don't know. I quite like it. I think... I think what I feel is like younger me is quite similar to me now, which is good. But me now would never, ever put anything like that online. I think younger me was probably a little bit more fearless in a weird kind of way. Or maybe it's just from like crafting stuff. You know, when something is ready for people to see it. 
Yeah, I, I think I'm kind of like, oh, Ellen, it's a bit weird you thought this was as funny as you thought it was. But at the same time, I, I don't think I've changed that much as well. How many years has it been since you drew it? Uh, 13. Yeah, 13 years. So you think you're the same person? I just think my sense of humor is like, I can, I can recognize my weird sense of humor in there. It's that thing where you go, oh yeah, yeah, like I haven't changed. Like I, I have changed... Um, just in terms of kind of like knowing when something is good enough for people to see or hear it, I think. But I also recognize like that is my brain and that's my brain's like definite way of thinking stuff is funny. And I think I would have been really ashamed of this <laughs> before, but now I'm okay with it, which is weird. Yeah. I kind of just, uh, I think I'm more ashamed about the fact that I did like put it online and people did see it. And then I had to deal with that awkward thing of like that guy being like, yeah, I don't get it. And I was like, and the, I think I thought he was really cool as well. The person who said it. Um, so I think that I remember that feeling like really ashamed then. And I'm surprised I didn't take the whole thing down <laughs> just from that reaction. Well, you've left it for 13 years. Yeah. But then someone, uh, a friend of mine a couple of years ago, he was for fun. He was looking up. Um, we were like in a group chat on whatsapp or something he was looking at everyone's old myspace accounts and he found this and then i was like oh no and i felt really sick then because he was making fun of everyone so he was like oh looking at the photos putting photos up and then he found that one and i had like a proper myspace account this was just cartoon ladies this was my professional myspace account (laughs) and he was like whatsapping like saying stuff about it and i was like oh this is it was that i found really embarrassing that was like proper deep shame because I think it was that thing where you go, oh, well, I have no control over how someone sees this. And because he was kind of making fun of everyone, it was just really like, oh, that was horrible. And I was, I remember being in another country at the time. So I was like, I just wanted to get to the computer and like tear it down, like <laughs> stuff like that. But I was just like, that's not even my real MySpace. Actually, you need to go to this one. Look at my other one. Don't look at this. Don't look at this. Because I think it was like trying to protect younger me. So you felt like your younger self was being attacked. Yeah. But then I also was like, my younger self was such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> like protecting him at the same time, like pushing into, I don't know, like a cupboard and locking the door going, don't look at her. She's changed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think like it's, um, it's all right for you to attack. Them. Yeah, 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 exactly. I can make fun of me. You can't make fun of me. It's like the same with relatives, isn't it? Like, I can bitch about my relatives, but you can't bitch about my relatives. Or, like, partners or something. You'd be like, yeah, my, my boyfriend's a bit of an idiot sometimes. And if someone's like, yeah, he is, you're like, actually, no, he's perfect. Um, yeah, so I think it was that weird kind of thing. I was like, no, don't. She's very sensitive, 19-year-old Ellen. Have you got one more drawing? Is that, is that right? Yeah, so I've got an EP cover I did for a friend who was like can you draw something my ep cover you're like you're really talented i was like i know right yeah sure and i drew this and it's terrible like it's not terrible but it's something like a 14 year old would draw for a gcse art project or something like that or a 15 year old it'd be a very gifted 14 year old and it's basically adventure is dead ep and it's a drawing of like a fairy but she's kind of gothy looking she's got stars on her she's wearing a dress and it's purple because i probably changed the color in paint or whatever (laughs) whatever i scanned it into whatever like free program there was on my computer i scanned it in changed the color and then i've drawn loads of squiggly lines around it and uh yeah i I again i think i was just trying to emulate some cartoon i'd probably seen 
but it's not very good. Is she is she laying down? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, is she lunging i think she's lunging yeah she's lunging no fairies she's doing a bit of a fairy exercise workout yeah i think she's she's sort of like lunging oh she's doing a stretch she's doing a stretch before she flies away because adventure is dead because adventure is dead (laughs) exactly yeah so but yeah it's his his ep and just oh dear i think mostly i feel bad about this one because it was someone else's a very nice guy I'm not friends with them anymore. Um, not because of this, just from, like distance and stuff and time. And uh, I feel bad because they they let me draw it and then they thought it was good. And then they sort of used it when they sold their EP in places. And I was like, oh no. Oh wow. Not like professionally, but they did a lot of uh, acoustic gigs in Cardiff. <laughs> sold at the end. <laughs> when you gave them that, can you remember their reaction? They loved it. <laughs> they did genuinely. Well, I don't think it's... It's not, like, atrocious. Yeah, but it's not good. It's not, like... Um, I mean, it doesn't look professional. No, there we go. That's right. It's not professional. And also, I think if you saw that, you wouldn't be like, oh, a girl did that who did an art foundation course. You'd be like, that was, like, a 13 or 14-year-old who did it. But it was a 19-year-old who... Uh, I don't know. But there's, I've, it's got loads of little squiggles on it, and they probably took me ages so i don't know if you yeah there's a lot of fine detail yeah there's a lot of detail in it um (laughs) but it's i think it's also just drawing like it's really hard to draw people like cartoon people and i don't know why i chose to put her in a weird lunging position um and i probably put put her at the side so i didn't have to draw both her hands because hands are hard did you think that it was good at the time uh yeah yeah i was super proud of it not now (laughs) and do you remember seeing people buy it Uh, no (laughs) maybe they did probably his friends probably his friends or his like mum or something like that i think you know what i think one of the reasons why he let me do it is because we had a fling before so i think maybe he was like well we've had a thing to get we not the time uh so maybe it was like a old fling thing he was blinded by past lust (laughs) for me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that's that's way to get artistic gigs just sleep with a bunch of people in bands <laughs> and then make them an album cover. and then just make them an album and just unsolicited <laughs> just come up to them i've designed your album cover this was unsolicited no it was it was solicited <laughs> no yeah it was solicited. he did ask he did ask and i did it so yeah wouldn't do again did you ever do um any other album covers no no surprisingly after that no because no, i think the thing as well is um having been in a band and like all the artwork for the band um they're still together now but the guy who does the artwork was in the band and he's so talented and he's such an amazing his name's rob um he's such an amazing drawer and illustrator and graphic designer person and his artwork's amazing it's like so so good so there's that weird thing where you I think it's again doing the art foundation course you kind of see what other people are producing and you're just like I'm not good enough I'm never going to be good enough I don't want to do abstract stuff so I'm kind of not going to make it anywhere so I think it's like that comparison thing when you see what other people are capable of and you just go oh it's just no <laughs> just don't so you'd, you you've said that you don't draw anymore no so can you remember consciously deciding to stop I used to draw like when I was on long journeys or if I was a bit bored, sometimes I'd draw. But now it's just it just seems like that thing where you just have no time for it. Or it, it just feels like 
I could be doing something more useful because I feel like now I'm either doing something really productive or useful or what I feel is productive or useful because you know if you do comedy stuff or anything like that a lot of it is your own motivation and uh, until people ask you to do stuff a lot of it is like you push yourself and like get as much stuff together as possible so I feel like I'm either working quite hard or I'm just watching Netflix uh, so drawing is like, what, where does that fall? What is that? Like a hobby? You know, <laughs> who has those? Because like hobbies now is just like, I watch Netflix. My hobby is binge watching stuff and uh, occasionally like reading a book. Like drawing just seems like such an indulgent, you know, who's it for? <laughs> it's interesting when when you do something artistic and it's just for yourself. Mm. Just sit there and draw something and never expect to give it to anyone. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if people do that. No, I think well-adjusted people probably do it because I bet it's really relaxing uh, just to do something for the sake of doing it. But I think if you produce, yeah, if you produce a lot of stuff artistically and there's always a purpose to it, it seems weird, like you said, to do something just for you. But then that's quite healthy as well because then, yeah, doing stuff for the sake of it is something that we don't, I don't think people do a lot anymore apart from sort of retired people who are, do like watercolors and things like that and i bet they're i bet their blood pressure is great and i bet they're really happy <laughs> so it's probably it probably would be a good thing to do but i think i just feel so guilty what do you mean by guilty well like uh doing something for the for no reason at all i just always feel i always feel really guilty if i'm doing something and i'm not it's not helping me in any way or it doesn't have a purpose like it's like I, I go running a lot, but that feels like, well, that's got a purpose. That's got a reason. It's like, it's good for you. helps your brain, blah, blah, blah. feels like you've achieved something. I think it's an achievement thing. It's like, I always feel like everything I do should be towards either like something career related or kind of um, helping me have some kind of career. And then anything else is just sort of like, I don't know, just being burnt out from doing that if that makes sense mm. so this is getting very mark Marin, isn't it um <laughs> yeah so i think i think for me like drawing just went away with like just getting older and being like oh no because <laughs> yeah like i said it's like i was like i'm gonna be an artist that didn't work oh i guess i'm gonna do journalism no then i was in a band for seven years and i left that and now i'm trying to do like writing filmmaking comedy stuff so it's just, it's just like so many different all, all creative but like so many like different things and I haven't really had like a traditional like career trajectory. So I think because of that, it means I'm like constantly kind of like, oh shit, need to be doing stuff. So a couple of like final questions, yeah. which is um, if you were able to talk to yourself mm. back when you were drawing, um, so at 19, yeah, um, writing comics, what would you want to say? Um uh <laughs> stop sleeping with so many dudes <laughs> um no uh, yeah I, I think i'd say like it's so i think give myself a really big hug that sounds really lame but i was so insecure when i was 19 and i was i think i was like so unhappy i felt i felt really unattractive all the time i just kind of felt like i didn't have i couldn't um generate any of my own sort of like self-worth so I think I'd be like it's gonna be okay because 
uh you're gonna have a really super interesting life uh and it's gonna be really really weird and you're gonna do lots of cool things so don't worry about that and also like just don't sleep with these guys because most of them are idiots and you don't really like half of them and just like wait until you meet someone really nice um and eat eat more like lettuce and vegetables and stuff and be better with money lots of things like that but i think i just like yeah give myself a hug because yeah at 19 you just kind of I don't know, you just feel a little bit like you have no idea what you're doing and you should know what you're doing, but you don't. So I think I'd be like, that's okay, Ellen. And then I'd, and then I'd give her some tips on like lotteries and sports <laughs> stuff to bet on. And then I'd like spookily walk backwards. <laughs> like, goodbye. Yeah, like that. 19 is such an interesting age because mm. it's an age where you think that you're an adult and that you should have your, everything sorted. Yeah. That actually never happens, I don't think. No, definitely not. I think I remember meeting someone. I was like, even when I was 22, meeting this woman who was like, it was like in a bar in America. And she was, she was really lovely. She was just giving like life advice. She's like, you're not the same woman at 32 that you are at 22. Cause I think I was, I get like, just going through a crisis. So I was like, oh, she doesn't know what I'm doing. Life's really weird. She's like, oh, don't worry. I'll be okay. And I think it's, it's that thing, isn't it? Where kids are expected to be grown up so quickly and it's like, you think you'll get to a certain age and you go, well, this is what I do now forever. And this is a structure of my life without realizing that it, there's not a traditional path for anyone to go. And we just think there is. Mm. And you just don't have to stick to it. And you should just do whatever the fuck you want. As long as it's not like, I don't know, killing people and wearing their skin. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> as long as it's not hurting anyone. Yeah, do whatever yeah, you want. Yeah, yeah. Um, my final question is, how do you feel about sharing that? uh i feel good about it yeah i feel really nice about it actually i actually was thinking i'm really glad it sort of reinforces doing comedy stuff now because it's like oh okay there was probably something back then which wanted to do it but didn't know how or why or the or have like sort of the confidence or the means to do it so i think it kind of almost goes like oh okay that's pretty cool that like and I, I think the stuff I do now does have a certain element of weirdness to it, not like massively weird, so I can see the kind of journey and stuff. Uh, but I think mostly I know how good I thought it was and I know now that it's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fine. That's fine. I think I've got a good sound reality check now. I think my ego or like, not my ego, but I think like I'm more self-aware now of what is uh, what is good and what is bad. Thank you so much for uh, joining me, Ellen. It's all right. If people would like to um, find out more about you and see your live shows, uh, how can they do so? Uh, so I'm on Twitter at Ellen Starbuck. Um, I am doing a show at the Wardrobe Theatre in Bristol, doing an Edinburgh preview on July the 21st and 22nd, uh, which should be good. And I'm probably doing comedy every here, there and everywhere uh, around Bristol. Uh, yeah. And you're, you're going to the end of book fringe. Yes, I am. Uh, where's, do you know, have you got your venue? Yet? Yeah, it's Cellar Monkey, 7.30, um, which means I'm going to clash with everyone who's super famous. And what's the show called? It, it's better to lie than to tell the truth and end up alone in a ditch crying. Just rolls off the tongue. It's so catchy. <laughs> <laughs> so glad I picked that title. So thank you um, for joining me, Ellen. Uh, and thank you for listening. Uh, this has been I'd Sooner Forget This. I've been Daryl Smith. And um, if you enjoyed today's episode, then make sure that you 
go, I haven't asked Ellen yet, but we're all right to put the photos on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Good. That's going to happen. You'll be able to see uh, Ellen's comics. And uh, please do go onto iTunes and give the podcast a review. It helps other people like yourself um, who might enjoy the podcast to download it uh, and click that subscribe button if you haven't already. Right. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) 